We don't have smutty sips for this episode. No, we don't. We just have regular sips. That's we fine. We could do... I, I mean, I have mimosas. We could do mimosas. We could also do that chocolatini. We do... Like we could do a big. shot. We could do a shot. Okay, we can do a shot. Of that. Uh-huh. I also, also have coffee uh, liqueur. We could do coffee. I should have gotten us iced coffees and we could have spiked our iced coffees. I'll be honest. I don't love an iced coffee. I much prefer a regular hot black coffee. Mostly, mostly because... I can't taste it because it's so hot. It's aggressive. That's fair. That's fair. This is another... Your hot bean water. This is another... One of those similarities but differences yes. that we have. I don't like iced coffee because it's not black. It's typically iced coffee. You have a lot of creamer, a lot of sugar yes. there on the So you don't like side. the taste of it? I also don't like the idea of it. I don't like ice and milk mixed together. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Th- that freaks me out a little bit. I don't like that it gets watered down. Yes. Okay. I can understand that. Especially if it's milk based. Like milk watered down. Yeah. That's a that's a difficult that's a difficult concept. I can understand that. Okay. And I, I can also see where you're just, coming from. I'm not a big coffee drinker. And that's fair. I want to taste the coffee. I love the taste of coffee. I so love that for I you. I want that. I taste. want that bitterness. I do. I do. I also think like even if you order it, because if I go to Starbucks and I get like a Frappuccino, I'll generally order like a quadruple shot of espresso so I can get that coffee taste. Yes. But I also don't need to have a triple shot of espresso. Which is a lot. That's a lot of coffee. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot of espresso. Mm -hmm. It's delicious and I love it. I love that you think that it's delicious. Fair. Okay. Okay. Well... We ready? Shall we get started? Yeah. We didn't, do we want to do a shot? Let's do know. a shot. Okay. Okay, okay we, we have ready? shots. Shots. Kendra has a chocolatini. I have a double espresso vodka. Hell yeah, you do. This, we, we didn't get this on the recording, but she said it's very representative of how we take our coffee. Yeah, absolutely. Kendra's Mine looks essentially like, looks like milk. Yes, and mine looks like straight coffee. Yeah, yours looks like an old man at Waterbury. It really yeah, does. for sure. Okay, I'm ready? This. Yes. Cheers. Cheers. We're going to feel that in a minute. We for sure are. Ooh, was that quieter this time? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great fun. How was it? Was it delicious? Mine was delicious. Yeah, because that one... That one has just a little bit of a burn. That one had a lot of a burn. Well, I wouldn't drink that. <laughs> I'm not adult enough for that. Whew. It was delicious. That was just a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. That was a lot. You it know was... what, though? We did it. We did. Maybe we need smaller shots next time. You Mine mean... was great. You mean I don't need to do a whole bottle of the shot? Um, I mean, honestly, I love that for you. We ready? Yes. Okay, so we did our smutty sips. Uh, out of 10, mine's like a 9 because mine tastes like chocolate pudding. Yeah, it, that that's so good. It's so good. Um, Mine was a 7. Okay. I wasn't anticipating. I should have known. It's vodka. Mm-hmm. Vodka's um, <laughs> great. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I think I would have liked it better if it was actually mixed in with my coffee. Yes. I think that would be delicious. That might be the vibe next time. Yes, where you could drink it in a mug and not a shot. Yes. yes. Have yeah. some time. Yeah. A slow burn, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Mine pro- was great by itself. Great plan. Loved it. Welcome back to the Feisty Bookworms. Hello, friends. I'm Kendra Boyd. I'm Alyssa. And we are your co-host for this smutty book podcast. Yeah, loving this for us. Alyssa and I have been best friends for over 15 years at this point. More than that, yeah. Mm -hmm. We are so old. We are so old. Best friends since um, really, I guess, the year after our senior year. So Mm -hmm. maybe 14 years. 14 years in the spring. Close enough. 15 is close enough. 15 is close enough and it's fine. We're rounding up. Um. And we always knew that we both loved to read. And then years into adulthood, we just kind of rediscovered that love and started to share it with one another. Yeah. And here we are. And here we we decided to put our rambling conversations on the internet for everyone to hear. Yes. Which is great. You're so welcome. We're so much fun. The number of times where Alyssa and I would be like, people would think we're so funny because we think they're really funny. The number of times we live tweeted not really tweeting but like on facebook Mm -hmm. that we did that uh and the amount of people that were like i just love watching y'all's friendship unfold on facebook and now they can just listen to us and now you can subscribe oh my gosh we love it like comment and subscribe yes can you comment on spotify i don't know i don't think so i don't know i've never done it I'm sure someone can figure out how to do that. I don't know how. I'm not um, smart enough so to figure that out. So our podcast is the Feisty Bookworms, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, we also have Feisty Bookworms, feisty.bookworms on Instagram. Alyssa, what are your handles? Uh, my handle is Lissa's underscore reading. L-Y-S-S-A-S underscore reading. Yes. There are a lot of people named Alyssa on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I have two more that are not just the feisty bookworms. I have my regular account, which is more my family and just kind of representative of everything, which is Kendra Boyd. But then I also have Kendra, K-E-N-D-R-A, period, reads, period, and, period, writes. And mine is read and writes because eventually I want to write books. Yay. But reading is where I'm at right now. Reading is what I have space for in my life. So we're going to do it a little bit different today than we were last week because we're kind of out of the intro stage of everything. And we are going to start deep diving into our book for this week. I'm so excited. This is Alyssa's current author obsession. Yes. You want to introduce it? I would love to. Okay. Okay. This week we are talking about Behind the Net, which is a sports hockey romance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Stephanie Archer, who Kendra mentioned, is my current obsession. I have read every book that she has published up to this point. They're all so good. They are all so good. She's so talented. I am so waiting for her to come out with the rest of them. I need the rest of it. So, uh, Behind the Net is where it started, I think, for me. Yes. And you suggested Behind the Net to me. Yes, because I was on a sports kick. I was on Liz Tomford, who we will talk about later. She has the Mile High series. But I read Behind the Net. It's on Kindle Unlimited. It is a grumpy sunshine. Yes. 
big fan. Grumpy Sunshine. Kind of second chance a little bit. A little bit. The premise is that the main male character is a hockey star and he transferred, I guess, is that a way to put it? I don't actually know what the terminology is, to another team so he could be closer to his mom because his mom was having some health issues. And when he got there, he was very much like all about business and grumpy and, you know, didn't want to be close to anybody. Didn't necessarily have a good mentality on work-life balance. And the main female character gets hired as his assistant. And unbeknownst to either of them, well, unbeknownst to him, it is a girl that he had a crush on in high school. Yes. And you find all of that out, I think, in the first couple of chapters. This point, we should say this is a spoiler yes. review. Yes. It's going to be spoiled. I'm um, so sorry. So if you have not read it, please go read it. And, and then come back. Now. And listen to what we have to say. And then we can have a little discussion about it. Yeah. But yeah, spoilers ahead. You have been warned. You have been warned at this point. And we'll put it in the description as well. We are going to spoil the book. Yes. So what was your overall rating before we get into the story? It was as close to a five, I think, as you could get without being a five. It would be like more than a four and a half. Okay. And I think my only complaint was I wanted a little more character development, but that was really it. I thought they were incredibly well done. I absolutely love both of the main characters. I also really always appreciate when you can bring in a mental health journey um, and how supportive people can be. Um, I think that needs to be more of a conversation in general, not just in writing. Um, So I really appreciated kind of how that developed. Um, Yeah, I gave it somewhere between a four and a half and a five. 4.75. Yeah, I would probably be close to the same I loved the mental health anxiety mm-hmm. representation Alyssa and I are both anxious people anxious people medicated and diagnosed yeah I I've kind of dealt with anxiety yeah. for a long time yeah currently am good mm-hmm. I'm good yeah but I love to see mm-hmm. that representation yes. not just because it broadens your horizons especially if you're not someone who's struggled that with that's that your before. struggle yeah it definitely helps give you another perspective mm-hmm. which is why why reading is so good so good don't ban books so back to behind the net um tropes we kind of already talked about this my big one is it's grumpy to sunshine absolutely my favorite trope bar none would you call it unrequited love yeah a little bit um also he falls first yes right? yeah he falls first if that's your jam big fan i like it when they fall first and they're grumpy because they're doing it against their will, which he I like. He always kind of had a crush on her. Yes. And that just kind of got amped up mm-hmm. since he lives with her. But I definitely think enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. She is feisty. And I really appreciated that. Um, they are in very different seasons of their life. He is very successful in the NFL. He just doesn't have good work-life balance. He doesn't have a good history of relationships. Commitment freaks him out. Not because he's a playboy, but because the idea of letting someone in and letting them hurt him letting them have access to hurting him very upsetting yeah and so he just doesn't do it so when they first kind of have their second chance meet I guess is when she gets hired as his team appointed assistant and she has to make that job work because she is broke as a joke relatable yeah vibes 
And he also adopts a dog. There's a dog. He is truly like... She takes care of the dog. He has a big heart. Yes. But he doesn't want anyone to see that. No. He is... Again, exposure. He yeah. feels like he's exposing himself, being too vulnerable. He sees a dog on the side of the road mm-hmm. and he's like, no... This can't be happening because yeah. he knows that he's going to end up taking that yes. dog home. And in his and mind, he, he just keeps thinking, I don't have the capacity to love more things, to care for more things. He really hasn't let himself be open to anything else in such a long time. Yeah. Like he's protected himself for such a long time that being in a place where he could possibly love a thing or a dog or a person, not where he wants to be, not his choice. I will say that. Very much not his choice. Very much not his choice. He tries to deny that every opportunity. Every opportunity. Yeah. Like, I mean, he denies and like even tries to take the dog to a couple different shelters and is like, no, the shelters aren't good enough. So he takes the dog home and that's when he accepts the team's help to get him an assistant, which is how she gets hired. Main female gets hired. Names of the main characters. Pippa is the girl. girl. And Jamie is the boy. Yes. And the doggy's name is Daisy. Daisy. And so he finds Daisy, I think, next to like the dumpsters or something like that at the arena, at the hockey arena. And I'm not going to love her. I'm not going to take her home. But he's like, I have to do the right thing. They're in Vancouver, by the way, based in Vancouver. Yes. And he doesn't take her to the shelter. The shelter's not good enough. So he calls, gets the assistant so that he can have somebody to take care of Daisy. That's when Pippa gets hired. And... Upon going there, you finally get Pippa's perspective. And Pippa's like, oh, I've always thought this guy was really hot. We went to high school together. But she doesn't necessarily think anything of it other than he's a hot dude I never thought I had a chance with. Yeah. Him, on the other hand. She thinks that he is too good for her. Yes. He is not going to be at all interested. And he does reinforce that. He does. Outwardly. Yes. Um, Not in his inner monologue because his inner monologue. an inner monologue you know what I mean yeah he is head over heels has a full-on crush on her yes remembers her from high school but he likewise thinks that she doesn't remember him he doesn't have good self-image either and it's for very different reasons like his self-image is he feels like a failure he feels like a lot of things are his fault Pippa just feels like she hasn't found success. Uh, well, she also has trauma. And she has a really, she had a really bad breakup. She is. She had a really bad ex-boyfriend. Oh man, he's a shit is what he is. Yeah, he is. She is a musician and she's been writing music for forever. And he, her ex-boyfriend kind of gets, Zach. Um, gets a little bit famous. He basically the entire time has been stealing her shit. Stealing the songs and then tweaking them enough to where they're not all her but he's also not giving her credit and he's also the whole time telling her it's because you're just not good enough yes to write this music yes you're not good enough to play this music you're not good enough to sing this music just Mm -hmm. let me do it just let me take your your ideas and let me do it because I'm gonna do it better than you have you ever seen I didn't make this connection until just now but have you ever seen begin again with Kira Knightley and Adam Levine oh my gosh it is fantastic it kind of has a similar vibe Mm -hmm. um it's got a ton of it's like an indie film Mm -hmm. but it's got a ton of big stars like I said Keira Knightley uh James Corden Mm -hmm. oh I love Adam Levine a whole bunch of other people Mm -hmm. that I I can't think of right now but it's kind of not the same but like 
similar vibes mm-hmm. to, yes, to this. Which I like. Yeah. Okay, so that's a movie recommendation. If you like the book, that's a movie you could yeah. watch. I've never seen it. It's Alyssa fantastic. Said it's wonderful. It's so um, but lots of trauma as far as how she was treated in the relationship. He has a pretty yucky relationship as well. His just happened a lot younger. Yeah. Like when he very first got into the NFL or the NHL. Yeah. You find out that he is kind of standoffish from relationships. He Mm -hmm. doesn't think he has the capacity to commit to someone because of his mom. Mm -hmm. And so he's very anti-commitment, anti-not going to get involved Mm -hmm. because of that. But Mm -hmm. you also find out it's because his girlfriend had a pregnancy scare Mm -hmm. fairly early on into their relationship. Yeah. They were like 19. That's when the breakup happened. Yeah. So they, that kind of sent him into a panic as you know yeah well and he has undiagnosed mental health issues as well like it's very evident that like he deals with a lot of his own anxiety and the reason his mom's anxiety is as bad as he is it does trigger warning dead dad um the dad was killed in a car accident because he he was killed by a drunk driver or he was drunk driving i cannot 100 percent remember i can't either um it's been a hot minute since i've read the whole book but the mom starts to have panic attacks while driving and just in general everyday life and so she becomes mildly agoraphobic and we're not she doesn't seek like the mental health at all which is part of the reason he comes back to Vancouver so as much as this is like a really nice fluffy read there are also like a lot of underlying issues that are very much engaging if that's something that you connect with Mm -hmm. so I will say that yeah and I will say I love how uh so the mom Mm -hmm. ends up going to a hockey game with Pippa Pippa. And they're they're watching the game and afterward they're going to celebrate because they won. And the mom and Pippa are waiting in the little celebration room Mm -hmm. and talking and a waiter comes by and spills champagne on the mom, Mm -hmm. which alcohol is a trigger for her. Um, And she starts going into a panic attack Mm -hmm. and Pippa jumps right into action immediately, like assesses the situation. Mm -hmm. She's like, here we go. Here's what we're doing. Yeah. Takes her to the bathroom is like, hey, we're just going to breathe. We're going to breathe through this. Yeah. Um, I loved that. Yes. That she just immediately there was no internal monologue of I don't know what to do yeah I don't know how I don't want to overstep like she just got in and did the thing I think that somewhere that is probably and I cannot speak for Alyssa but I can say I think Alyssa and I are very similar in that way we are people that are fixers and helpers tend to be more on the sunshiny thing like vibe of life yeah and so like when you see something like that and you're like Uh, you know the quote is look for the helpers like that is such a beautiful experience to look and see a lot of times especially which we're from the south it is difficult because mental health is not something that is talked about freely or openly a lot of the time and when you see somebody especially in a book recognize it and address it in a really healthy validating empathetic way that is such a beautiful experience because that's for sure has not been my experience with mental health in our area of the U.S. Especially like growing up the way we grew up. We both grew up in very conservative very christian homes mm-hmm. and mental health was just not something it was a pray it away 
Yeah. yeah. It was not something that was talked about as a diagnosis. And especially if you don't struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. and you've You never, don't know what that looks like. You never experienced that. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for me, mm-hmm. when I started having anxiety, I look back on it now and I, I can recognize, yes. hey, that was anxiety. That wasn't just me being crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like that wasn't an irrational And there's irrational freedom fear. in that, in yeah. knowing, oh, I'm not crazy. Yeah. Like I, I can remember, which this is kind of a dark turn, <laughs> mental health journey. I think I have probably had anxiety for all of my working memory well into like early childhood. I was a very anxious kid. I was a very like shy and lonely kid. And it increased I say it increased. It felt heavier when I went into high school because I was homeschooled and I was by myself. And going into high school, taking the classes, doing honors, becoming like very obsessed with grades and success and all of that. And then going to college, same thing. But then you throw in dating and like relational things I didn't understand. A lot of that mental health journey, like by the time that I like got married, got pregnant, had a kid, my postpartum was severe. And once Emma was like five months old, maybe a little older than that, maybe she might have been eight, I had to start seeing a counselor and got on medication because for the first time, someone close to me said, the way you're reacting to this is not normal. And I had never heard that before. Yeah, especially because it was not talked about. No, you don't have a gauge. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know. You don't know. And I think that's really hard for some people to wrap their brain around, but when, you know, going back to kind of the story and the mom and kind of all the mental health that is discussed, to me that makes this book so relatable because I think about like especially as an adult now having been to counseling, having been on medication for 10 years, I look at this and I'm like you need to go get help it is a choice Mm -hmm. but for a lot of people it's not even a conversation that happens like we're not talking to people about well I'm really sad or sometimes I don't want to be here like those are thoughts they're like I'm not going to tell anybody that because then they're going to think I'm crazy I'm crazy or they're going to like even the thought of they're going to think I need help yeah they are but it's because they love you yeah they are not going to think you need help because they don't want to help you it's because they're not a professional and they can't help you. And I think that's a big part of the mom's journey. And speaking as like a human that has mental health issues, but then is also surrounded by people that I love that have mental health issues. As much as I want to help, I am not a professional. And I think that's such a big part of the story to me is that they direct her to a therapist. Yes. Like we're not rescue bonding. Right. We're not... We're not trying to fix the mental health ourselves. Right. Because we are not equipped to do that. And so that is, I don't have the the skills for that. I don't have the tools for that. And I'm not an unbiased participant. That's true. So like that would be called trauma dumping. Not a good thing often. Yeah. So Alyssa and I trauma dump, but I don't want her to fix it. I just want her to hear me to be a bitch. Yeah. To listen. And to be a bitch. You're not a bitch when you're. No. Mm, I don't know. No, no, no. You're venting. I'm venting. Sometimes trauma dumping. It also is very much about like self-discovery. Um, for her, 
which is a big tie-in for I think both of us trying to figure out what your thing is yeah. and pursuing your thing unapologetically. Yeah. Because she, like we said, she really was the talent with her and her ex-boyfriend, but her ex-boyfriend just kind of stole her shit. Was an asshole. Yeah, absolutely. So she doesn't think that she has any real talent. But as the book moves forward, it's pointed out to her kind of in life situational things but also people point out to her hey you were the talent yeah and then she sort of discovers it on her own so what she had originally thought was like a failure was actually like her major success but it was manipulated to look like a failure and especially when he comes back yeah and he wants her back yeah, and Jamie plays a huge part in kind of building up her confidence. Mm-hmm. He does not shy away from building her up and yes. being like, you are talented and I'm going to keep telling your talent, you yeah. you're talented until you believe me. Yeah, because she's been, she's been stepped on for such a long time. Yeah. And when you're, and she was in that relationship, I think what, they said Since like. Since high school and they're 10th like. 10th grade. And so late yeah. 20s. Yeah, so almost 10 years. I mean, yeah. I think it was like 10 years. She is so stuck in the mentality that. That she's the lesser talent of the two. She doesn't really, because he got the shot, his her ex got the shot, and she didn't get the shot. And her ex the is shot only of like starting face, not yeah, shot, being shot. famous, yes. And when he goes on tour, he finds a job for her, but he thinks he's doing her a favor by yes. keeping her around and giving her a job to do. Yes, when in fact he's just using her. He's just using her, and he knows that, but he wants to believe that he's the talent. Which is why he comes back in the book and tries to get back with her again, even though they dated for 10 years, nine or 10 years. And he dumped her by having an assistant drop her off at the airport. He's Um, a shit. He he really is a shit. Yeah. And I hate him. I hate him. Mm -hmm. I hate him so much. Yeah. I do love... That they got revenge on him mm-hmm. by going to the launch party. There's some like red carpet party yes. that he that Zach throws, and Jamie goes as Pippa's plus one yes. to kind of yes. help her out. Yeah. And that that gets a little spicy. Yeah, that gets a little spicy. It's, it's really nice. Um, but yeah, I I love how protective yes Jamie is mm-hmm. over Pippa. I mean. He's kind of got the brooding. Yes. Well, and that's sort of what makes Grumpy Sunshine so great is because he's still pretty grumpy with everybody else. But like. But not with He is such a cinnamon roll with her. And we love a cinnamon roll moment. We love a cinnamon roll. Um, Cinnamon roll meaning he's crunchy on the outside, a little hard to get to know, but on the inside he's soft and gooey, soft and, and gooey and sweet, loving and but only for her. She kind of, I mean, and his mom gets to see that century soft yeah. goodness. Yeah. yeah, the people that he loves and is very loves close hard. to, mm-hmm. he peels back those layers yes. and lets he allows that to be seen to them. Yeah. yeah. Which is Jinx. great. Yeah. We also both read the Brene Brown yes. book about vulnerability Mm -hmm. and uh that is a book that changed both of our lives yeah and we kind of read it around the same time yeah because I think Alyssa and I had very different perspectives on vulnerability again growing up in very religious 
households, you know, a quote and in the South, don't air out your dirty laundry. And so that kept us from having conversations with people we should have had, like healthy conversations about thoughts and feelings and emotions. But it also, we had conversations about thoughts and feelings with emotions that with people who didn't really deserve that. And I think the quote that I quote a lot in my job, which is a student behavior support specialist, is not everybody deserves your vulnerability. And I think this book is a really good conversation for that. People that deserve your vulnerability will treat you in a way where you don't question, should I have told them that? And they won't hold it over you. They won't hold it against you. That was really something that you and I very much bonded over because like you said, I am not an open person. I am not vulnerable with anyone. And our friendship I started being vulnerable with you and kind of building that relationship. Mm -hmm. And that was not something I had ever really had before. Yeah. And not in that way. Yeah. Same. And it was not really something that I knew that I was missing. It wasn't something that I, that was ever talked about. Yeah. And I feel like again, growing up where we grew up, growing up, how we grew up, those kind of conversations weren't purposefully taught healthy conversations who can you trust who can you not trust and how do you know you can trust them that kind of thing but like with Alyssa and I I think she and I first of all we very much think in similar ways and in similar patterns we have very similar tastes and so that automatically was something that I think connected us but even like beyond that we were both going through a lot when we very first met one another which was like a very first year of college I think this book really tapped into this idea of there are safe people and there are safe people that you can trust and they they will make themselves known to you by how they treat you. That very much is representative of how Alyssa and I are. Like even in the last year, I've been able to come to Alyssa with things I go to nobody else with. It's been hard, but it's grown us a lot and I can hear the honesty and the love in what she tells me. But a vast majority of people on the planet, I would not trust them with that raw version of myself yeah that's something I really appreciate about our friendship Mm -hmm. is that we can be the truest Mm -hmm. form of ourselves just Mm -hmm. you and I and lay it all out there I'm not going to judge you you're not going to judge me here we go and I that's why we're best friends that's why we're and that's why we're best friends well and Alyssa and I also went through our dads got diagnosed within days of each other Alyssa's dad was brain cancer brain cancer my dad was leukemia we actually lost kind of lost a little bit of touch but we were also going through massive upheaval huge grief Alyssa's dad passed away very shortly after Mm -hmm. um my dad passed away a year and a half later and I remember at her dad's funeral like when I was walking by Alyssa to hug her that was a moment where like I had never felt as close as I did to her in that moment because it was such a deeply shared fear and grief and in that moment of thinking does she want me close does she need me to give her space in that moment Alyssa wanted me close and I'm also not the type sorry that oh, wow. I'm so sorry I'm no it's okay no. if you want to talk about my dad's <laughs> No, totally fine. I didn't. You didn't think we were going to go there. Grief, grief is so Fucking weird sometimes weird. because so weird. 
I can talk about my dad all the time mm-hmm. and I do. For me, that's part of me honoring his memory yeah. is just talking about him, keeping him alive. Yes. Just in general. Yeah. Like I can talk about him mm-hmm. without crying. That's yeah. not, I can't tell you the last time I cried about that. But that point in time, Mm -hmm. it meant so, so much to me that you showed up and that you were there. Because even though I had kind of been in my own little bubble of of grief of loss yeah Mm -hmm. and and that's hard to navigate nobody tells you how to navigate that and and there's not a right way no you know if you are somebody that you're going through that just so you know there's not a way, right way to grieve. And there's not a wrong way to grieve. No, there's not. It And it's so different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And it's so... And grief isn't necessarily loss. Yeah. You can yeah. grieve a Anything. lot of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it truly did mean so much to me. And I don't know if I ever told you... Like if I... It meant so much to me in that moment to that. be there. But also like... My dad passed away the day after Thanksgiving the next year. So her dad passed away in 19 or 18. 18. Okay, so it's two and a half years later. Alyssa's dad passed away in the summer of 18. Mm -hmm. And then my dad passed away day after Thanksgiving of 20. And in that moment of that grief, like Alyssa was constantly checking on me. She was obviously there at the funeral and making the effort and saying, even if you don't need me, I'm, I'm still here. here. That was that was something that was really big caveat of, hey, you don't have to respond to mm-hmm. this. Just know that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. you. I'm and when you're I'm ready, here if you're ready, you. Mm-hmm. if you need anything, I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the biggest thing to me. There were a couple of people, and my parents' pastor was one of them mm-hmm. who would because I was kind of the go between mm-hmm. of information yeah and so he texted me at one point and he was like I you don't have to respond to this Mm -hmm. there's no pressure to send anything back I just want to let you know we are I'm I'm here if you need anything and you know if if you don't want to talk that's fine but I'm here and that was so big and I think ever since then I've made such a conscious effort to be like to put that caveat in there of hey this does not I'm not expecting Mm -hmm. well this isn't about me yeah and I think that's a really good way to approach loving someone in their grief is absolutely like in that moment even though like my dad also sick and fearful and all that my love for Alyssa very much was like this is not that thing you know and yeah those two things can coexist but this moment is not about that and and Alyssa in this way needs you to be whatever she needs you to be and I think that's a big thing about grief is if you are walking someone walking along someone with grief is it looks different every day for sure like and I think that's one of the things like kind of steering back to the book that's one of the things that is very much an underlying thing is that it's a very complicated grief with the dad after the dad has died because alcohol is related and he is dealing with his own grief of that situation. He's dealing with the grief of, you know, how he feels about his dad, but then also his mom is dealing with the grief and the loss and, you know, kind of everything that comes with being a single parent after death. And I I think 
there's a lot of things that they are having to work through. And I appreciate that it's not just like, well, I'll love you through it. I don't think that would have, I don't know that I would have kept reading if they were like, well, I'll just love you through your grief because I think that's a really unhealthy way and it's an unhealthy expectation. Yeah. Like as much as Alyssa loves me, as much as I love Alyssa, I'm not going to be a counselor for her because I do not have the tools. Yeah. And I think going and finding a professional, which is what they point the mom to, is huge. Go talk to a doctor. Yes. If you think you need to. Go to a doctor. Yeah. You mean this isn't a podcast for us to just have conversations about grief and our dads and and other stuff? we will talk more about our dads. (laughs) I guarantee you. Our dads, if you want to know who would be laughing the hardest at us right now... It would be our dads. Yeah. Absolutely, it would be our dads. A hundred percent. You want to um, know who is the greatest, most difficult person? My dad. <laughs> I, I, my dad would never listen to this podcast because Absolutely it's about not. smut. Yeah. But he would definitely ask me about what I'm reading and I would lie and just be like, oh, it's a romance book. Yeah, wink, wink. It's, it's just a romance my book. My dad read history. He read history and he read, sometimes he read spy books. I think my dad read a lot of like, not crime, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to figure out how I would categorize like James Patterson. Yes. And thriller. Yeah. um, Like suspense. Yeah. Okay. So we both said we would give it like a 4.75. It was, I, I would say a three on the spice scale. I would agree with that. There are some spicy scenes. Yeah, there's some spicy scenes. There's not a lot of spicy scenes. No. It's not particularly kinky. I will say. It's hot. It is hot. It's real hot. Um, my the Did you read the bonus? Yes. The bonus spicy scene? Mm-hmm. Maybe. That was, yeah, it's been a minute though. That was probably my least favorite of Stephanie Archer's She always ends spicy with an scenes. additional spicy scene. Yes. So if you have not read or have read but didn't read... Go back and reread those. Yes. They are fantastic. Yes. Uh, you do have to sign up. Like, you you do have to go to her website. It mm-hmm. is an extra thing you have to sign up for to get the but book. But it's worth it for the smut. A hundred percent worth it. And it, they're usually like 10, 15 pages. Yeah. They're not very long, but it's just a but spicy scene. It'll be an exciting scene. 10 or 15 pages. Yeah. It's a spicy scene. Um, um, what was the other one? We already went over tropes. The big trope is grumpy v sunshine. Uh, Forced proximity. Yes. Um, She is trying to give, she lives with her sisters Mm -hmm. in her sister's apartment. Or Mm -hmm. she moves back to her sister's apartment. After her ex dumps her. Yeah. And so uh, her sister kind of needs her space. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to like stay out of her way yeah and jamie's like hey i have an extra bedroom Mm -hmm. come live with me because he is her boss she's the assistant and he has a big obviously big apartment or whatever yeah the dog but really thin walls yes is that weird to you i well i mean not they do get brought up though they do we can talk a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So they, uh, obviously, thin walls lead to being able to hear, hear one another. Yes. And this is previous. God, I'm so ADD. Um, I'm like, I've shifted in this seat 33 times. That's fine. Live your, live live your, your best, best life. life. It's fine. Jeez. Yeah. So the spiciness kind of, it's not closed door. No. 
We and yeah, if you watched or listened to us, we are not closed door gals. No. I want I want details. I want open door. I want to hear the spice. I want to know what's going on. I want the details. I want a learning experience. That's what I want. Yeah. I want to know if I can learn anything. <laughs> yes. Um, I also like part of the main character mm-hmm. energy is like being able being in that fruit that might be tmi oh never mind we won't go there i'm very interested in what you're about to say <laughs> i really want to know now well because if it's closed door yes then you there's just, no imagery there's no imagery yeah i don't know what happened and yeah what happened in my mind could be different for everyone else well and sometimes closed door means yeah they for sure banged but sometimes it is not and they just slept together and then you're left assuming and i hate assuming things i want the gory details i want to know what happens yes i want to know what happens in explicit detail yes but like both physically explicit details but also emotionally explicit details like things yeah. that are being said to one another what are you thinking what I, your, it's a relationship development yes. like i want to know how the relationship develops in that moment because word porn yeah yeah so, yeah but yeah there's a few a few uh, there's a few scenes that mm-hmm. are that are pretty spicy spicy i think the few scenes that are spicy are spicy enough to leave us at a three i wouldn't say that it's because if you're going to get up to a four and a five it's frequency which Mm -hmm. it's not that frequent or it is kinky enough sex yeah and it's really neither of those yeah so three three they're definitely banging they're definitely like and it's happening a few times yes yes and there's a lot of sexual tension boy is there sexual tension big fan on the sexual tension on both sides absolutely yes yeah yeah and it's dual um points of view yeah Mm -hmm. which i appreciate i appreciate that because first of all she writes a male character stephanie archer i feel like does a really good job writing a male character that i enjoy reading i enjoy being Mm -hmm. in his head and he's not he's enough of a dude to where you're like okay this is for sure a guy yeah but not a shit he's believable but yeah, he's, he's not an believable. asshole yes he's not objectifying women yeah which is not something i would be no cool yeah with. and we kind of talked about that last time with the penny reed that i didn't like i can't remember what it's called something something chemistry um that's very much how that came off and that is not our vibe N- yeah at all yeah um, I think there are, I just lost my train of thought. It's because you have a Roomba thought process. Yes. That was great. And it bangs. It might get back to that eventually. It might get back to that eventually. I'm not counting on it. Mm-mm. But that's fine. Okay, so I think we're good with Behind the Net. So our next one. Current reads. Our current reads. Okay, I'll do one and then you do one and we'll go back and forth until we're done. Sounds good. Okay, current reads. Uh, Mine is currently on audio. I'm listening to the Winston Brothers series. Yes. Per your recommendation. That was our recommendation for Audible Plus Catalog, but they're only there for another few days. So if you're going to listen, listen now. Yes, they're there until 1014, and not all of them are going away, but a lot of them are yeah, going away. they got pretty popular, so I'm assuming that she's liking, she's wanting to cash in. 
if I do not finish that on mm-hmm. Audible Plus, I will probably end up buying yes, the, the rest. rest of them mm-hmm. because I do want to see. I am intrigued enough by the story. I do want to see yeah. what happens. They are very the well written. They are very well written, and the character development is yes, so yes. good. And I am currently halfway, a little over halfway through the series. I'm on book four, mm-hmm. which is Bo. Yes, there are seven books in the series, Mm -hmm. so a nice little world to immerse yourself in. Mm -hmm. You won't have a book hangover. And it's based in kind of Appalachian, Tennessee, real pretty. It's real pretty. Mountains, what are those? We don't have those here. We don't have those here. Um, So what is your current read? Um, My current read is an Audible that I bought last week, and it is a Riley Sager. I'm a big Riley Sager fan. It is not smut. It is not romance. It is suspense and thriller and a little spook, spooky spook. And it is called, um, hold on, I have it pulled up, Home Before Dark. And it is really, really good. Um, As far as I'm aware, Riley Sager doesn't do series. Um, He does standalones. um, And they all have an element of like spook and um, suspense. Usually there's a little bit of murder. um, Long ago mysteries kind of coming back and being revisited. Uh, If you liked Haunting of Hill House, this is a very similar. I would say it's much less spooky than that and a lot more suspenseful than that. Um, big fan of Riley Sager. So, also on Audible. Um, so my next read is a Kindle Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Tempt Our Fate. It's a recent release that I talked about last week uh, by Kat Singleton. Mm-hmm. I am very... I'm not very far into it. Okay. Um, but I like it so far. Also, uh, she's the one I sent you. The Her husband did the marketing for yes. the book. And if please, please, please go look up Kat Singleton on Instagram and watch the videos that she's she says, I let my husband do the marketing. He has a couple of them. It is so well done it's so funny and great and i love it oh my gosh i'm gonna have to watch it i love it so much i love it i watched the one you sent me though yeah it's great it was was so so good good. um okay my next one that i'm currently reading is called the indigo ridge series where um main female character is a newly hired sheriff i think is what she is in um in a place called um indigo ridge area and she comes back and meets she has a one night stand with a famous kind of like small town famous kind of guy and they end up working together a lot because there's a series of murders that happens and there's this is a more serious like there's not really a lot of comedy in it um but it's really well done and I really do like it so Indigo Ridge by by Devney Perry (gasps) actually a funny story about Devney Perry. That is in my TBR. Oh my gosh. Because one it of, is not fluff. One of my coworkers actually suggested that to me. It's really well done. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my second. I have two. Well, one of them is a book club book. And one of them is a, I read your favorite book, so now you have to read my favorite book. So my friend from school, um, Kylie, hi, read Project Tell Mary, which is 
Alyssa and I's number one go-to book when Favorite. we recommend books to people. Um, she read Project Hail Mary. Really liked it. And I'm going to read a Stephen King novel for her called The Long Walk. Yeah, look at that face. I know. So I bought the Audible today. She gave me the handbook, the paperback. And so I'm going to read, bounce it back and forth between the paperback and the Audible. And then I also have a book club book that I'm reading with my friend Cass called um, Hocus Pocus by Kurt Vonnegut, I believe. Yes, Hocus Pocus by Kurt Vonnegut. And it is a, it's a book club from Second Chance Books. So it's run by them. Fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't, oh, and then I also am reading The Unfortunate Side Effects of Heartbreak and Magic, which I'm very excited about because it got described as Gilmore Girl dialogue, but magic-y, practical magic, which is one of my faves. That's so, exciting. Yeah. So that's the one I recommended for our book club, but we haven't picked anything yet. Yeah. Um, my my other one that I started is Spellbound in the Stacks also. Yes, which is what season. we talked about. Yeah. Uh, I did start it. I have also not gotten very far into it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that one is on Kindle Unlimited. I bought it when it came out because I was, I loved the called? cover. Uh, Spellbound in the Stacks by Kay Iwanasio. I should message her and figure out how to pronounce her name if I keep re- recommending her book. Um, she also does like, she's also a crafter, uh, which I'm a really big fan of because I'm also a crafter. So I am still reading Ten Trends to Seduce Your Best Friend. I have not finished it. I also have not picked it up in a minute. So it is very slow paced. I have a hard time with super slow paced books. That's kind of how Wheel of Time series was for me. As much as I very much enjoy the Wheel of Time series, it's very, 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 very slow. It's also very dense. Yes. It's a lot of... And everything is important. Yes. It's a lot of descriptions. It's a lot of... And they're all important descriptions. And there's a lot of things happening. Yes. Um, That's a buddy read that Brandon wants me to read so bad. And I... It's heavy. I have read part of the second one and all of the first one. And I am still very interested. But I know that getting into it, that is a book that I'm not going to be able to mood read. Um, It's going to be a book that I'm going to have to like commit to doing it or I won't remember what's going on. Like when I come back to the second Wheel of Time, I know I'm going to have to start it over because I don't remember what has occurred. So Brandon and I did watch the first season of Wheel of Time Mm -hmm. on Amazon. And how'd you feel? Uh, I enjoyed it Good. I liked it I also am have been told that it is not quite faithful to the book yeah there are some deviations which obviously that you have that's to. typically I mean, what happens the, the first wheel of time book which I don't know how in depth it gets like how far it goes but it's a 24-hour book which is a long damn book yeah that's a long time yeah um but season two just dropped mm-hmm. I say just dropped mm-hmm. maybe a a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh we have not watched any of yeah. season two the new loki came out <gasps> we did watch that the new one or the old the last the new one, one. <gasps> the, and? the first episode uh spoilers I, I won't give any spoilers but it I is it. it's so good season. wait thomas and i just started murders only murders in the building i have heard nothing but good things it's excellent i don't have hulu anymore so i, I don't hulu. watch hulu um oh sorry we got off track that's fall that's not wild (laughs) we knew that um 
ADHD. Hi, ADHD. Um, okay, so we will go to Kendra's plus page turners. Um, so my Audible plus recommendation for you guys, anything by Molly Harper. Um, Molly Harper um, has the Mystic Bayou series. And uh, she and Penny Reed write together sometimes. Both very, very good. Um, Mystic Bayou is... A little world that she has created where all kinds of creatures go and live. They are originally like kind of drawn there because there's a rip in kind of like a space-time continuum power source. And so they are drawn there and they build a community there. And so almost everybody there is some kind of creature. And it is... A lot about like acceptance but also this is just kind of what these creatures are like I wouldn't say that it's fluff but usually there is always a everything is tied into a bow at the end I will say that it is really 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 good not a lot of trauma I so I really like the Mystic Bayou series not all of them are free on Audible Plus but there are a lot of those that are free I've read all of them usually twice are they spicy Yes. Okay. Um, I would not give them more than a two, though. There's definitely fucking. I don't have a specific unlimited recommendation, but in keeping with the theme of Stephanie Archer, Mm -hmm. all of Stephanie Archer's books are currently on Kindle Unlimited, Mm -hmm. and they are all good. They're all so good. She is phenomenal stephanie archer is phenomenal and again that's the author of behind the net who we've talked about today mm-hmm. but the series that Alyssa is kind of absolutely obsessed with is the queen's cove series i talked about one of the books last week yeah that was my recommendation but literally any of the books are so good are so good um yeah i don't have anything that i'm currently everything that i'm currently reading on Kindle Unlimited mm-hmm. I'm still reading mm-hmm. and I haven't finished yet so I don't want to give a full-on recommendation yes but um yeah Stephanie Archer oh so good oh my gosh chef's kiss I know she's fantastic she's so good. um let's see let's see an elevator pitch in two minutes or less okay so last time we did Project Hail Mary I will elevator pitch a buddy read that I did with my husband not romance not spicy it is a sci-fi recommendation, mm-hmm. and it is part of a universe. I've currently only read book one, but okay. it's called We Are Legion, We Are Bob. It's a Bobiverse series, and it is a guy whose consciousness gets sent to space, and that is really all I can say about it without being spoilery, okay. uh, because it is... It's mind-bending then. I wouldn't say mind-bending, but it is, uh, in fact, I would put it along with kind of, it's in the same vein as Andy Weir as he can be. Okay, which I love. It is a little bit comedy. Project Mary, Martian, Artemis, which is of the three my least favorite, but is still very good. Artemis to me was very different from the Martian Mm -hmm. and Project Hail Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, It was more of a space caper Mm -hmm. than a... Like a science sci-fi. fiction. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we Are Bob is very much science fiction, very much there is comedy elements mm-hmm. in it. But yeah, I really enjoyed the first Good. book. Uh, and that will be that 
that'll be my recommendation. And that'll be my recommendation. So mine, um, mine is kind of a rom-com it's a little bit comedy but it's mostly just romantic it i mentioned this author earlier this is liz tom ford and uh it's part of the mile high series and um there are three uh the third one is about to come out i think either in a couple weeks or a month but my favorite one is the right move it's a grumpy day to sunshine it is precious it is heartbreak and like hurt feelings and healing and her name is indigo everybody calls her indy and he gives her the nickname blue and i love a good nickname it also has one of my favorite sex scenes um what's on our tbr on your tbr so many things so many goddamn books and have i read i just endlessly keep adding to my tbr i know i do too actually reading them i know well even i have a stack of books that are borrowed books i have one from Alyssa, one from ashley no i have two from you and two from ashley beach read and Mm -hmm. what else i don't know another one and i have one from taylor too and i have i have at least four i have at least four tbrs uh of borrowed books on the immediate tbr is anxious people which is a taylor recommendation taylor's mm-hmm. in our book club what is the john green one with the blue which one the blue cover the fault in our stars no um hank green no it's the one hank green wrote, wrote. uh an absolutely remarkable yes thing. that is on there that's one that i borrowed from ashley that's so good i'm so excited so good and then i have my riley sager i have my other riley sager after i finish this one i think those are my three bigs Oh, The Book Eaters, which is a Ashley recommendation too. So very excited about those. I had to make sure that I absolutely remarkable thing is the first one. Mm-hmm. There's a second one too. It's green. Yes. Yes. And that one is also great. And I literally just looked at it and cannot remember the name. I'll just go with some that I added to my TBR this week. I love that. Because why not? Yeah. Uh, one of them is the wedding menu, which you recommended last which week. Which I'm, and I let am, me know how you like it. I immediately put it on my TBR. Uh, the other one is Enchanted to Meet You by Meg Cabot. Uh, I do love Meg Cabot. It's I been do. a while since I've read a Meg Cabot. She wrote The Princess Diaries. Yes. Um, and I was a big fan of those. I have not read Meg Cabot since in a minute yeah since the princess diaries but this is about witches and it seemed like a very oh that's a new book that's a just released Mm. that that just released this year the lost apothecary which okay i've seen that it's a gorgeous cover that's why i picked it absolutely that is such a fair reason hey that's the reason that i picked out the bone orchard Mm mm-hmm and you loved it. And I loved it. Yeah. Also, that's why Thomas bought me When Women Were Dragons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful It's a gorgeous cover. Um, I also have a bad habit of like looking at a cover and being like, that's mm. a beautiful book. I'm going to read it. Don't read anything about it. Don't yep. know anything about it. I just it. wanted to look at you. I just like it. Mm-hmm. I like the way it looks. Mm-hmm. The other one is Hex Appeal. I don't remember if that was this week or last week that I added that to my TBR. We didn't talk about it last week, so okay. it may be this week. I don't know. Okay. Um, that's another like fall 
vibey witchy yeah what is a fall read that you've already read that you might reread mine is uh how to hang a witch and i did talk about that last week a little bit how to hang a witch is such fall vibes and it's set in salem massachusetts and it's like history of witches and it's really good the main character is like i think a senior in high school or something like that she lives in a spooky house very good I don't think I have any fall reads that I would reread. Like That's I don't, fair. I don't know that I have any books that I would consider fall. fall I reads. tend to do more seasonal stuff at Christmas. That's fair. I do a lot of rom coms at Christmas. I have been adding a lot of. I must be horny around Christmas, but I'm also home around Christmas. That's true because That's I true. have I have those two weeks off. Yeah. I don't really have any fall reads that are like fair enough fall fall Mm -hmm. but do you have anything that you would recommend that's not smut um yes there's a lot that I would recommend that's not smut um let me pull up my (laughs) you have a lot more recommendations that aren't smut than I do I do I do have a lot of recommendations that aren't smut um now you would know it by looking here because it looks like it's all smut but it's not so not it's mary e pearson and it's dance of thieves it is very very good um it's pretty sad i do highly recommend wheel of time just know that it is a real goddamn commitment okay so you can't be mad at me when you start it lessons in chemistry that is a book that i read it and it is just so beautiful and it's tough it is a tough listen and i they are coming out i don't know if it's hbo but they they're coming out with the series um she is the main female character and absolutely incredible book uh the the main character is a chemist in the late 50s early 60s and it kind of talks about her life journey in education and in stem and like how so difficult it was for women um it's pretty triggering in that way as far as like culture for women and how women were treated and how women are continued to be treated in the STEM world. Um, and we've talked about that with Allie Hazelwood and how important we think that is. Mm-hmm. But Lessons in Chemistry was a book that gave me so much perspective because I am in education. And for me, that has been a female dominated role for such a long time that there's a lot of respect that already comes to women because we've been doing education for such a long time but stem women have been kept out of stem for such a long time that there was a huge wall that's put up for women and their success especially in the late 50s early 60s highly recommend it also has an incredible absolutely gorgeous love story in it and the story arcs are beautiful painful but beautiful lessons in chemistry so good my recommendation for books that are not smut Mm mm-hmm we are Bob. I mean, we are <laughs> Legion. We are Bob. Not smut. Smut? Smut? Smut. Not smut. Not spicy. But a good book mm-hmm. if you like sci-fi. Uh, did you have any DNFs this week? No, not this week. I Most of my DNFs we talked about last week. Yeah, Whatever same. I have read, I have kept. I've continued to read. Same. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of us. I don't have any us. DNFs this week either. Although we are not anti-DNF. No. We are. No. If it is not bringing you that dopamine. Yeah. Hard pass. Bye. Reading should be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And we're here for that, that. enjoyment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you can find us at yes. Spot- on Spotify, the Feisty Bookworms podcast. 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram, feisty.bookworms. Also, my individual handle, my bookstagram handle is Lissa's underscore reading. L-Y-S-S-A-S underscore reading. Yes. And yours and is? And mine is Kendra period reads period and period writes. Yeah. So follow us, like our podcast, yes. do all the fun things. Interact with us. We love being friends with people. For sure. Love these. Yes. Bye.